Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can. Let's do it. Ted, what's going on, my friend? Josh, there's a yeah. lot going on, buddy. Yes. Um, there's so yeah. much going on. In fact, there's too much. Too much. I'm and sorry. it has me thinking about... A vacation. A, a vacation. A trip to Vegas would be a nice, Vegas wouldn't it? A Vegas vacation. A little Vegas vacation. Dude, listen to this. This is okay. super cool. All right, what do you got? I learned yesterday, I had a meeting with um, one of my students who's on the men's basketball team here at Union. Nice. And, and he's about to graduate. And he indicated to me that he might be playing in like the NBA Summer League in Vegas. No way. Yeah, like if, like if a few tryouts or workouts or whatever he has up, upcoming here break right. Yeah. He could be playing Summer League. And I was like, dude, if you're playing Summer League in Vegas, I'm for sure getting on a plane and booking dude, a couple nights to come to come watch you ball. That so, is awesome, um, dude. So yeah, I could, I could watch one of my students in NBA Summer League, which would be really fun. But uh, more to the point of your question. I think we do this thing where we say yes to a bunch of commitments and we start a bunch of things in order to feel like useful and needed in life. Like mm. I matter, you know? Yeah, sure. But then sure. we, we over, overbook ourselves with all these things and then we end up resenting them. And yeah. that's yeah. where I'm at. Like that's, that's, that's the point. <laughs> that's the that's point where, of the semester. That's where Teddy's at today. <laughs> well, that's where Teddy's at. And, yeah. I, and I think yeah. like, um, you know, at the risk of sounding like I'm trying to create some kind of victim narrative for myself, I, th- I think mm. all teachers at this stage of the academic calendar are kind of at, at, at a similar place where, sure. Sure. you know, you've been, you've been saying yes to a whole bunch of things and you've been available for all these people and, you know, you get to like April or May and it's like all, all you can see is the negative. But um, but no, it's it's good. It's still good. The yep. Lord's still good. He's still in it. He's going to yep. use X percentage of these things that feel meaningless and perfunctory in the moment. Mm-hmm. But he always he always makes something of those things, you know, sure. sure. And, you know, that that's the part that we can be that we can be hopeful about and that we should be hopeful about. But yeah, I completely agree. It's incumbent. It's incumbent upon me to not to not continue to do this cycle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where I where I overbook yeah. myself for like reasons related to ego or you know whatever, and then yeah. and then end up feeling resentful. I wanna I wanna get better at not doing that. You know? Sure, sure. Well, and you're, I don't think you're alone in that, man. Like I yeah. think I think it's definitely yeah. And like you said. There's a lot of reasons for it. It could be mm. ego. It could be a genuine, a genuine desire to do stuff, which I'm sure that yeah. that's I'm sure that that's part of it too. And some yeah, people sometimes just, it is. Yeah. Some people just overestimate their bandwidth. Yep. You know, and and if you're anything, so like it's if you're anything like me, 
uh, or I, I would I would say even probably more so my wife, mm-hmm. she'll get super excited about stuff, like book a whole bunch of stuff, and then get halfway through their week and just be like, I can't. Like, yeah. why did I do this? Why yeah. I, I have zero energy left. Yeah. And then you're just like, all right, so now it's just a slog to get through the week. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I know it. And yeah. um and I don't want it to feel like a slog, you know, and, yeah. and nobody does, right? But sure. sure. I mean this this goes back to like Genesis two stuff. Like work is hard, you know? Mm-hmm. It's thorny. Well, yeah, it it's, should be. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it even on its best day, it's it's not even close to perfect, right? Right. Right. But Josh, I want to talk about a sponsor. Oh, okay. I want to talk about a college that might be pretty close to perfect. Actually, no, I don't even want to frame it that way. Because that's the that's the pitfall that we fall into, right? In the Christian college business, we try to sell this like vision of utopia. Yeah. And then and then kids get there and they find it to not be utopia, and then they get really Mm. resentful and really bitter. So far from selling a vision of utopia. Uh, yes. I do want to talk about our sponsor. Okay. It happens to be the self-same school where I'm a professor. And oh, it's man. Union, yeah, Union University, Jackson, Tennessee, www.uu.edu. Go to the computer. Go mm. to your smartphone, Josh, or your tablet. Yes. And check us out. Okay. Um, right. Go to the tablet that you won for free at your mega church like <laughs> your mega youth, group youth group on a yeah, Wednesday yeah. night, <laughs> and uh, navigate to uu.edu. Check us out. Uh, we are nestled in the heart of West Tennessee. Um, we have dorms that were named among the nicest dorms in the nation uh, for really? colleges. Yeah, the whole landscape, the whole university landscape. Um, you know, they they wander to and to and fro throughout this great nation. Looking yeah. at college dorm rooms. Shout out to, to whoever's dude, job yeah, it was. To do I that. was just yeah. gonna say that, dude. Can you like what a job? Yeah, what a glamorous job. And the things that that person must have seen. Oh, exactly. Yeah. No, we have we have lovely dorms. Um, we have a variety of degree programs in both the liberal arts and like pre professional tracks. So mm. business school, nursing, pharmacy. Uh, journalism. You could come and study journalism with Big T. Man. Um, you could win some awards. We were we were named Best Magazine of the South again two years in a row Man. Uh, for union journalism. So our, our students are doing great things uh, and having a lot of joy doing it. And they're doing it in an environment, Josh, that's like very manifestly Christian. So yes. Yes. As, as this culture gets uh, increasingly uh, kind of hard to navigate, uh, you see a lot of Christian colleges sort of being um, tossed or tossed to and fro by the winds of culture. And um, Union has doctrinal distinctives that it stands for, that it celebrates. Um, we are we are distinctly Christian in a world that's gone increasingly secular. And I, for one, uh, am very proud to teach at a place like that. So, yeah. uh, if you want to come and learn real skills and be competitive for jobs after graduation. Um, and learn under faculty that love the Lord, navigate to uu.edu. Check us out. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Little, that little... is actually actually what you guys should do. Don't just even if even if you're you're not interested in the college. Yeah. Just just go on there. Give them some traffic. Go to go to you know, do what I did the other day looking for a nice headshot of 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 Ted. Yeah. You know, uh, for for a project, not yeah. not, yeah, not yeah, just yeah, for my for your own edification. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, like, <laughs> 
You're gonna you're gonna blow it up and hang it over the mantle. You it know? is now like, my uh, my iPhone background. Yeah, kind of yeah. A centerpiece for the living room. You know, kind of ties you know, the whole room just, together. Yeah, yeah, just something classy, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. something something low key but classy. Yeah, yeah. Just to hang over the fire and. As you're as you're sitting in that easy chair, like rubbing rubbing your dog behind the ears at night, yes, you know, yes, you can just yeah, kind of gaze up and yep, and just, say, you know and just long, you know what, dog on it. I host a podcast with that guy. I do. Yeah. I have made it, as they say. I've I really have. Yeah, the glitz, yeah. the glamour, all the, the gl- all the opulence that the show is bringing. All you. of it, all yeah, of it. That's absolutely. exactly right. So Ted, dude, I'm going throwback, man. We're we're going we're going to the early days of Cluck. I got something here for you. I love. I it. got. I've got a little piece of trivia here for you, dude. Great. I love the okay. early days of Cluck. Let's let's get to I, I it. I do too. I do too. Uh, okay. So researchers at UCLA have found that highly empathetic people mm-hmm. process music differently mm-hmm. than those who aren't as empathetic. Fascinating. Hi- highly empathetic people. Mm-hmm appear to get more pleasure from listening to music as indicated by increased activation of the brain's reward system. Fascinating. So my question to you, based on this very, very, uh, I'm sure, true trivia mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. How do you listen to music, Ted? When you when you are in the mood for music, huh. are you a guy who just, music is simply a background thing? Hmm. Are you a guy who music is very much based on the mood that you are in to make you feel yeah. the feelings more, whatever the feelings yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. are you a guy that's like, no, I have a particular song that I want to listen to. I'm going to listen to that song and then I'm done. Yeah. These are all great questions and I want to hear you on some of this stuff yeah. too. Yep. Yep. I would say for me, music is a main event, right? I'm main not event. a background music kind of guy. Like if I'm listening to music, I'm listening to music. Okay, so you're not um, listening to music like in the office while you're grading papers or things like that. It's a. I mean, I have a little bit, but not really. Yeah. And I'll I'll listen to it while I'm working out. But if I'm doing that, it's part of the workout. Like it's it's there to deliver a certain feeling, or to get me someplace. And so I I would say music plays a pretty key role, although it's changed over the years. So okay. like. I'm not nearly as interested in music today as I was when I was 20 or 30 even. Mm-hmm. Um, I could kind of take it or leave it. I go long stretches now. Like I'll go I'll go a week and a half without listening to any music, you know? Right. And and it and it I don't know, there's probably something like hormonal or like biological about that to some degree or something mm-hmm. baked into like aging and I remember in fact I remember my dad when he was middle-aged like when he started to listen to more like talk radio and I guess for us, it sure. would be podcasts and I'm like, gosh, dad, like that's so boring. And, right. and I just remember right. thinking that it, it's just guys talking. This is so boring. Like, why don't you put on music, you know? And yeah. And now I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I listen to guys talking. I am yeah. one of the guys. Talking. I, I am. I have a guy yeah. talking. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think in my heart of hearts, I have a high view of music, you know, sure. which is why I can't sort of, Okay, I'll, I'll lay an oddly specific thing on you, and then I'll, I'll let you answer all the questions. Okay, okay. Here's something I fundamentally don't understand, okay? okay. Maybe you've, you've had this experience. You walk into a coffee shop mm. or a bar, and there's somebody on a stage like playing music, but no one's looking at that person or listening to them. Mm. You know, they're, sure. they're just yeah, they're yeah, yeah, there yeah. as a part of the, like... The, the, the kind of like the mise-en-scene of the right. place, you the know? Ambience. Yeah. yeah, and it's sort of like they're 
they occupy a place that's equivalent to like mm-hmm. I don't know the the pair of ironic antique boxing gloves hanging on the wall you know and right. they're there they're playing their boring song on their boring acoustic and like yes. nobody's even looking over there like I'm really at odds with that like yeah. I could never mm-hmm. be that guy like if sure. if, pl- if I'm playing a song doggone it you're looking at me you're listening Look at to me, me. <laughs> yeah. I'm performing I'm a performer right, right. right. so I'm the reason you're here I'm the reason you're here so yeah talk about any of those things okay so yes <clears throat> I I would say I would say Let's start with the live music first. I, yeah. I'm 100 percent with you on that. Yeah, I'm the kind of guy who, when I walk into something like that and I see somebody playing, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to focus on anything else. Sure, because I, you know, I am a musician. I enjoy mm-hmm. singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, music is, I think, a kind of a big part of my life and something that I sure. enjoy. Something I was raised with. So whenever mm-hmm. somebody is doing that, <clears throat> I my my automatic. Uh, like my attention is automatically diverted to that. Sure. Right. It's like, okay, now, you know, you know, I didn't think it was when I walked in here, but now this, like, this yeah. is the thing, like yeah. I'm going to enjoy my food or yeah. whatever it is I'm enjoying. And I'm going to listen to this person because yeah. this is why they're here. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I find it weird when people don't do that. I, like yeah. it would be akin to going to like a comedy bar or something like that. And just talking through the guy's set. It's like, yes, it's like exactly. he's not, he, it's like, he's not there for ambiance or background. Like you're, right. you're there. He's there for a reason. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I listen to music. I think a little differently in that. And maybe, maybe according to UCLA, it's cause I'm a very empathetic person. I don't know. Yeah. But, but I, I am very, very, mood based when it comes to my to my music okay i am too and i and i think i think you are an empathetic person and i think i i think i probably am too mm-hmm. so yeah to me music is a completely emotional experience like yeah. whether the emotion is like i don't know i want to go out and win the game on friday night or the emotion right. is right. i'm glum or mm-hmm. i'm angry or whatever it is like the music is is meeting the mood and yeah. I, I think that probably is proof to some degree of what this UCLA study is trying to to show. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, hundred percent true. Yeah, I, I I find that when I'm when I'm in different different moods or or, or even even different stages of kind of like where I am in the day. Like, say I'm, yeah, you know, I'm in the car, the sun's out. It's mm-hmm. you know sixty two degrees, which is like mm. perfect, perfect, right? Yeah, it's cigar perfect. smoking weather. Oh, yeah. hundred percent, dude. Like, like yeah. I have a certain type of music that I'm going to play, mm-hmm. right? It's probably going to be on the more nostalgic side because it's reminding mm-hmm. me of high school, right? When mm-hmm. I was like in my truck and stuff like that. So I'm yeah. going to listen to, I'm going to probably listen to like old, like old Christian eighties or something oh, like that's that. Great. You know, that's great um, stuff. Yeah, I might throw on the Oak Ridge Boys because it reminds me of my dad. There you go, right? Uh, something like that. But like, if I'm putting together a sermon. Mm-hmm. And I'm wanting to get more into the the mindset of like a, a how do I make the gospel manifest to yeah. my people here? Yeah, right. I'm going to be listening to a different type of music that helps calm me down. Yeah, right, and helps kind of put me in in into that zone, contemplative, you know, yeah, if you will. Yeah, you know, so you know, yeah. so it'll be it'll be hymns or you mm-hmm. know things like that, that 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 help kind of kind of shape the mind toward that. I find Ted that I am very and. And I don't think it's I don't think it's like this with everybody, but I am very influenced by music. Yeah, I am too. You know? And it's so funny you mention that, dude. I was just thinking about that this week. So this week, and this is going to be a shout out to my son Maxim. But 
this week and really this whole semester has been, I don't want to say a disaster because that, that would be too dramatic by half, but like <laughs> it just hasn't been great, right? For a variety of reasons, it's sure. been a crummy semester and I've been glum for much of it. Mm. And it kind of it kind of reached ahead Monday where we had this whole big week of obligations and I was just like, I don't want to do any of this. This all sucks. You know, it's all failure everywhere sure. I look. Sure. Vanity, and all is vanity. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. And I'm I'm sitting in my home office. Yeah. And Maxim on Monday didn't have school, and I didn't either because of Easter. And Maxim's in the kitchen, like helping my wife cook, you know, with her chefing business. And he's just, I don't know, chopping vegetables or, or yeah, whatever. Sure. And he's playing music and he was playing this worship CD that I used to listen to every morning on my way into like unload planes at UPS, which oh. was another like low moment of my life. Sure, but I would, I would sure. listen to this praise, you know, and worship CD on the way in and it would, and it would get my head right. Right. Yeah. Sure. And sure. it was really moving on two levels. One, like just to see him go to that, like unprompted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to be like reminded of how much I love that music, but also how how much it does influence my heart, dude. And yeah. so if I'm glum or I'm feeling, you know, sorry for myself or whatever, it's actually not super helpful to like go either listen to something really angry like Pantera or something really sure, glum sure. like Bonnie Vare or whatever. Like I'm not doing myself any favors yeah. by letting my emotions steer the ship. Right. Mm-hmm. Like in, in that moment, I need to be reminded of, of solid biblical truth. And the fact that it came via, you know, Maxim is just a, just a lovely thing in general. Right. Yeah. So, absolutely. I got to thank him for it and I got to share that experience of like it really is a fight of faith that we're in, right? And and if I'm letting my emotions win, then I'm not I'm not fighting very well, right? Like I'm not I'm not contending for my faith. Right. And it ended up being I don't know, a, a really sweet thing where the Lord reminded me I really love my kid. I really yeah. love the Lord. I'm really grateful for a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And it was a, it was a good way to kind of like fight self-pity, I guess. Yeah. 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 No, dude, I, I'm, I, yeah, I totally understand that. And I, I think we see that. I mean, that's one of the main reasons the book of Psalms was written is you yeah. know, D- David's go-to when he was, f- when he was feeling his feelings, Yeah, whether they were good or bad, is he would mm-hmm. write. He yeah. writes songs, right? And that's mm-hmm. why we have those books. And it's such a testament to, I think, the power of music. I really yeah. do think music is a gift from God to his people. Because we know yeah. we know there's music in heaven. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, it's part of it's part of creation, even creation before before sin, you know, yeah. entered in it, right? Yeah. And I think there's something hardwired in us, you know, being made in the image of God to be to to enjoy music. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I think it has a way. I think music has a way. I know it does with me. I think music has a way of connecting with that part of our soul mm-hmm. in ways that other things can't. Yeah. You know? Like like we talk about we talk about how how well, you know, a good book yeah. can can connect, you know, with us or or a really good movie, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 both of those are true. Yeah. 
But I have found, at least with me, that none of those things hit me the way that music does. Mm. Yeah, um, and I don't know what it is. It might just be the way that I'm wired. But mm-hmm. but when I you know when I'm down, yeah, and, and I listen to you know I listen to you know there's uh, uh, there's a couple there's a couple praise and worship albums too that I listen. To. I really like the the hymns album by uh, Shane and Shane. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some songs on there like. You know, he will hold me fast and things. Oh, like that. I love just, that song, dude, bro, dude. So I good. can't, I can't listen to that song without like getting ripped up inside in the best yeah. way possible. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a banger. Uh, it's so good and so true. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I mean, the older we get, I think the better we do to reflect on those things. Yeah. Um, that being said, I don't know when I think about my music listening, like demeanor. Especially if I'm listening to something nostalgic or like some rock song from the 90s that I love or some, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. some random like B-side track by, I don't know, Counting Crows or Goo Goo Dolls or some some band from like my past. If that song takes me to like that time and place, like I feel it in my body. Oh, yeah. Like I, I feel the song 100% and I want whoever I'm with to feel it and like... Yep. You know, I'm turning it up and I'm, I'm doing my best to like have the experience. And so, yeah, there, there is something kind of empathetic about all that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and dude, so, so I'm going to see Striper next month. Yes. Striper is coming to Seattle, dude. Oh, incredible. (laughs) I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) What kind of venue are we talking? Like a little rock club or? Dude. Yeah. So they're coming to the, uh, what's the name of the venue? The. Um, El Corazon. Okay, okay. right. They're coming to the El Corazon, yeah. Um, which sounds super like bougie, but it's this, it's this, it's this dive venue in Seattle, yeah. dude. Yeah, like low ceiling. Yeah, you walk in, it's just black. Like, yep. like it smells like a high school locker room. Yep, right. It's got it's it, it's got the bar like off to the left. Yeah, that you know you can just got you know sidle go, up and, oh, and exactly, dude. It is. It is one of the. I hate going to this venue. Yeah, like yeah. I hate the El Corazon. Sure. I yeah. really do. Yeah, but it's where they're playing, so it's yeah. where I'm gonna go see them, right? But, um, but dude, like I don't know. There's just something. There's something, and I think I think it hits that nostalgic part too, where, you know, I'm not, like I'm not the craziest Striper fan out there, but but yeah. there's just something about it where it it it's it's it they were such a part of my childhood. Yeah. That I'm gonna go. I'm gonna know all this. The, okay, here's what it is. I mm-hmm. am. In, I'm looking forward to going to going to a concert where yeah. I know all the songs. There you go. Yeah, and, and I can sing all the songs. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not just sitting there, just like, oh, okay, this is you know, this is something new. Like I know, I know every drum drum hit. I know every yeah. guitar lick. Yep. Because I listened to these on repeat at nauseum, like for yeah. you know ten years straight. You know what that's I'm saying? so fun though, dude. And and I actually saw Striper in basically Detroit's version of El Corazon. Yeah. Uh, I think it was this place called like the the Crow's Nest or the the Barn Door or something. It yeah, was the yeah, Crow's yeah, Nest, yeah. I think. Yeah. And uh, same deal, dude. Like low ceiling, scummy. Yep. In fact, like. It was weird because I went with a guy. I went with a guy who's kind of my age who enjoyed okay. Striper in real time as, when we were kids. And then I, then the third guy we took with us was like this younger hipster. So at the time he was probably nice. like twenty eight, and he was super hipster. 
his name's Nathan. Shout out my friend Nathan. Super great guy. Yeah. Um, but he was sort of going like ironically. Like he wore sure, sure, sure. he wore like a crew neck sweatshirt with like an airbrushed picture of a wolf on it. You of know? course and he did. Yeah. I asked him why, and I, and he was just like, I, I I felt like this would be something that like people who really listen to this music would wear, and I'm like, oh my no, not gosh. at all. But um, I would have so, dude. Yeah. I would have hated him. I'm sorry, Nate. If I thought no, you were like, whatever, dude. Yeah, I'm doing a bad job of describing him, but he was a really sweet kid. And I remember we were at the back of this bar. Yeah. And we were like leaning on a pool table. Like, that's how we listened. And, and yeah. right behind the pool table was like this Papa Shot basketball thing. And during Striper's set, Nathan was playing Papa Shot basketball. No, he wasn't. He was. And he was like... Nate, no. He was like, as as people were cheering for the band, it felt like they were cheering for me. You know? Like, as I was was making shots. Oh, my gosh. Dude. It was great, man. It was great fun. Oh my goodness. Well, hey, you know, I guess I guess they're not I guess they're not for everyone then. Those guys <laughs> like they really love playing their music though. And Oh yeah, they do. I think one of the funnest things about seeing Striper was like seeing how much fun they were having doing it. You know 100%. what I mean? Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um that yeah. that really made me feel good. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I'm excited for it. I'm going with um, I'm going with another guy from church. Nice, uh, who's a striper fan. So I, it's it, it, yeah, yeah. That'll be great. It, it'll be a good time. Hey, one more topic before we close out because I know you got to yep. go. Yep. Um, I need to give you a little a little update on this 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 little this little indie show called Outer Banks. Oh, Outer Banks, dude. Let's hey. do it. Let's talk about it. So um, now, okay. Before we get into it, I will say yeah. that you have uh, uh, up to date yeah. not recommended a TV show to me that I did not like. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like you like every TV show that you have told me, hey, dude, you need to watch this, I yeah. I have watched and I've been like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Right? It's still true with this one to a degree. However, I want to throw something at you. Okay. Yeah. One, my wife absolutely loves the show. Oh, good, like, dude. Like, uh, she she is in, like, like head over heels into the show. Shout out your wife, dude. She it, has impeccable I, taste in television. She yeah. really does. It's to the point where, like, we're watching another show. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to go to bed. And she's like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to do one ep of Outer Banks, though, before we go to bed. Yeah, I'm just yeah like, it's oh. only an hour? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's only an hour. Yeah, yeah, so first off, those eps are long. They are. They're like 55 minutes. Yeah, you know, you're, you're in there. You're, you're locked in for a while. Yeah. yeah. So here's my question to you. Okay. Oh. Are there actually, in reality, any characters in Outer Banks that you like? Yeah. Because I am, this might be the first show. Yeah. Where I completely despise every single. Dude, that's so funny. Character in the show, but I'm still watching it okay. because 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 right. it's gotten to the point where like. Like I need to know what happens. Like yeah. I've committed. We yeah. are we are in the middle. We have like we have like I want to say like three eps left in the series. So we're in in we're the in whole se- series. We're in season three, dude. Gosh, we are dang, we are dude. we are in the end game. You're further than I am. So oh, are you? Am I really? Yeah. I'm a slow mover through through TV shows. Oh, dude, I thought you watched this whole thing already. No, no, I've I've watched oh, the first two seasons. Gosh, okay. So okay. KK and I are like. We watch like twenty minutes of TV a night, and then and then it's a wrap. So 
we we just move really slowly through stuff. But but I'll I'll say okay. a couple things. Okay. Um, yes. And this is interesting because KK would probably be more like you in this. Like she has lost her love for Outer Banks. Like she lost mm. steam for the show. And I'm still all in, which creates kind of an awkward dynamic where I probably want to watch Outer Banks more often than she does. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really hope as a couple, you could be praying for us in this. I hope we can come together and like finish Outer Banks together. Yes. And go yes, across that course. finish line holding hands, you yes, know? Absolutely. And we both win at the end. We're both a big winner. But, yes. um, yeah, as far as favorite characters, who's your wife's favorite character? Let's start there. Uh, she really likes JJ. I like um, JJ. Uh, yeah, yep, yep. She likes JJ, and I think she really, she really likes, she really likes Pope's parents. I love Pope's parents, dude. That's where I was gonna go. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. I will agree with her on that. I think yeah. Pope's parents are the most reasonable and actually like down to earth. Like re- yeah. real, real parents, like could really exist in real life. Yeah, and, and if like, they were your like, parents, you'd be thankful. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah. like they are. I think they are appropriately mad at things that they should be mad at. I agree. But, but they yeah. also, they also show, I think, an appropriate amount of grace. And yeah, there's a capacity like, for forgiveness and grace there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I just think his dad's cool. His dad is super cool, dude. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really like those characters. I do like JJ, loyal. Yeah. Um, Here's what I here's what I find intriguing about John B, the main character, is that he's thirty. He's thirty one in real life. <laughs> Trying to be a high schooler, dude. <laughs> I tell my students he literally has more in common with me than with you. Yes, right? he does. Hundred percent. Like does. we would have more to talk about if we were hanging out than, than they would. Yeah. With so um so there's that, but also like here's something I've been oddly fascinated with. <laughs> okay. The amount of punishment. That John B takes in literally every episode, right? Mm, so like, yeah. now are you talking? Are you talking like 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 physical, physical punishment? punishment. Yes, yeah, the amount of physical toll his body. So has like, been hey through. hey guys, just FYI, John B got dropped out of a helicopter, right? Like thirty feet above the ground, and then they yeah. cut to yeah, him in the fine. hospital, he's and he's just getting though. like four stitches, right? You know, and right. and he's like, do I have to come get him taken out? And it's like, no, they're the kind that'll dissolve. You know, no big deal. Right. Right. Or he uh-huh. he gets like dragged behind a car, and then they cut to like. <laughs> He's yeah. getting a brace on his wrist. Like he broke yeah. his wrist, you know? Yes. Yeah. And the doctor's just like, yeah, two to four weeks, you can take the brace off. You know? Exactly. So, like, ev- literally every app, he's getting pistol whipped, right? Like, somebody's, oh, somebody's like, yeah. hitting him in the face with, like, the, the, the handle of a nine millimeter. And it's like, oh, he's fine. You yeah. know, no big deal. Yeah. Maybe a yeah. little headache the next he's morning. He's got a chin of granite. He's dude. got a chin of granite, this guy. The amount of punishment yeah. that he's able to take is just remarkable. And he still remains beautiful. And that's, he's still beautiful. He's still got that mountain of hair. Oh, man. He's still yeah. got the one the one shirt button buttoned. Okay, right. so right, we're, right, we're right. unbuttoned all the way down to here, but we got the oh, one just, to, just in case we got a business meeting. Absolutely. You know, in case we got a, a job interview coming up, kind of impromptu on the fly, we're ready for it. So you want to give yourself a head start, you know? <laughs> yeah, you do. You really do. You really do. Um, I find it interesting how like how little school they're able to do and get away with it. Like they go to school <laughs> yeah. like once every five episodes, and it's like yes. they're there yeah. for like half of one class. Right, and then they always get like a text or a phone call during the class that causes right. them all to during, like. And so yeah, it's always during the same <laughs> teacher's class. Too. Yeah, it's during. They have, they, so ostensibly, Josh, they have one teacher at this school. Right? Yeah, I know. I was like, why does this always happen during third period? It's the super cool black guy with dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, it, all, yeah, it always yeah. happens in his class. So so apparently, like fourteen people go to the school. There's one teacher. That's right. It's like a one room schoolhouse. It's like Little House on the Prairie. You know. Yeah. 
<laughs> like who's teaching these classes? Like exactly. Almanzo Wilder's teaching, you know, exactly. or doing a little arithmetic. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Paul Paul's calling. I gotta, yeah. gotta go. Paul needs me he needs me down at the mill, you know. Like Yes, they're they're always getting called out of that one class. They're always like they get the text and they start glancing at each other. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. they just did a mountain of cocaine and then yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly. and they you know, they race out of uh, we gotta go. <laughs> My favorite character actually in the show is that van that they drive around in. <laughs> the, the, like, the, yes, the, the V dub. The yeah, that van is like a juggernaut. You know, in real life it would oh, be yeah. breaking down like one every once every drive and a half or whatever. Absolutely. But in this movie in the world in the world building of Outer Banks for some reason it's just is a juggernaut. Yeah. It's un- yeah. unbreakable. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'll I'll say this, dude. This is gonna sound weird. Okay, I'm not saying I like this character because I don't. Mm-hmm. But I have a, a bit of a soft spot in my heart for Rafe, who's like the bad guy's son. Yeah. So he's like Ward yeah. Cameron's son, Rafe. I'm like, yep. man, he's really broken, and it, and it's probably my own hubris to say like. Gosh, I'd love to get coffee with Rafe and just kind of say, like, hey, what's wrong? You know, like, yeah, exactly. can we talk? You know, do a little yeah, discipleship. Yeah. Maybe I could help Rafe. But um, I don't know. I got a little soft spot there. But that's uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I think I genuinely, I find I find his dad, Ward, like yeah. kind of the main, the main bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I find him actually kind of the most compelling character because I think you see the most... I think you see the most kind of diversity of emotions with him and that I yeah. think he I think he won. I think he is like certifiably crazy. Like, I do too. Yeah. Like you know, you know, I I think there's something wrong with his head. Yeah. yeah. Uh you know, he's got obviously major anger issues and mm-hmm. and and impulse control and all that stuff. But yeah. like he genuinely like loves his In that every other app he's killing someone with Well, like a, you know, like there's a, that. <laughs> he's gaffing someone to death yeah, on the yeah, stern yes, of a yeah, boat, yeah. you know. He's going to going to ham on someone with a meat hook. Yeah, right? exactly. So, you know, you know, I mean that's aside not from super all healthy that. behavior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you you know, if you just take if you take the villainous murderous aspects of him you just put that to the side he's not a bad guy yeah yeah exactly take away Uh, all the killing and the lack of conscience oh dude yes exactly exactly he's just one of us at the end of the day Uh, but but no i find his character actually really compelling i agree yeah Uh, i think he's an interesting character i think the actor does a good job Mm. um i think where the show started to and i don't want to lose use the word lose me because i'm still watching it but but where where it started to get so big is i think it 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 ended right around the end point of season one maybe beginning of season two where things just got absolutely ridiculous yeah like and where like sarah cameron gets shot in the hip she gets gut shot no it's gut shot dude yeah she gets gut shot and they like that's what did it for me they like throw some neosporin and a bandaid on it, and then she's like sprinting two scenes later. Yeah, you know, yeah. like jumping was, on a boat or whatever. It was literally that scene where yeah. where I I really both both Lauren and I, yeah. we wanted them to kill her off because yeah. we thought this would have made the story so interesting. I agree. Or, I, w- I would have actually been fine with that. Or yeah. at the very beginning, Ted, let me throw mm-hmm. this at you. Let me yeah, throw this go. at you. At the very, end, I think it's the end of season one where. Uh, uh, Top, uh, what's his name? Topper. Topper. Right. Remember? To, yeah. Topper. <laughs> Topper. Shout out Topper. Shout out Topper. Where Topper finds JJ and Sarah at the top of the lighthouse, and he pushes yeah. JJ off off the lighthouse. Right. No, he pushes. Um. Or, no, he, no, no. Sorry, John sorry. B. John yeah. B. Not not JJ. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. John. So B. John B. Pushes. falls like 50 feet to the ground, and then yes. he and he ends up with a broken wrist. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, but Lauren yeah. and I thought it would have been such a ballsy move 
Yeah. To kill John B. off. Yeah. And then make the story about his friends trying to finish the thing that he started. Trying to honor his memory by right? finishing the thing. We thought that, that would have been yeah. so compelling. Like Actually, it would have been. Such a great aspect of the story. But literally, nobody can die in this show. Yeah, Everyone nobody is dies, fucking dude. Superman, dude. Yeah, everybody's, like, everybody's got nine lives in this show. It's incredible. Like, you have Sarah getting gut shot. You got Ward getting, like, thrown into a <laughs> boat and his head split open. He's fine. Yeah, yeah he's you fine. Know? No big like, deal. Yeah. It's... In, it, Dude, How about Big of- John, dude? How about Big John, like, oh. you know, getting getting, you know, left for dead on that island, and then he shows up at the end of season two. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. Yeah, dude, I got I got one more quick yeah. thing, and then I gotta go. Okay, all right, um, sounds good. Maxim's running high school track. Yeah, <laughs> and his track meets this season take place at this super swanky, like, private school here in the area. The first time we pulled up to the school for a track meet, I texted yeah. my wife, and I was like. Literally everyone at this school looks like Topper. You know, it's like you enroll your Dude, kid at this exactly, school and yes. like his facial structure changes, like his haircut is immediately different. Yep. And he they they all look like Topper. They've all got like the the tight pink shorts and the and the yeah. the, the slip in shoes with no socks. Yeah, they're all going right? to be at Old Miss in 4 years. <laughs> um <laughs> But no, I know exactly the type yeah, of school yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that would be... Wait, so that's Maxim's new school? No, no, no. It's, no. it's just where they have... It, oh, it's like, just where he has track meets. All these regional track meets. So, oh, like, they have, they have okay. of course, the nicest track in the area. It's, like, Absolutely, Olympic quality. And yes. uh, yeah. so they, that's where they have these track meets every, every week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 I understand I understand your frustration with that. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Just, it's reminded of Topper well, every time you... Yeah. And they, they charge us... <laughs> They charge us five bucks on the way in to watch high school track, which is really? an exercise in like sitting there for three hours so that you can watch like 60 seconds of your kid doing a thing. Yeah. You know, you, you love and tell me, tell me that shelling out that five bucks in cash or possibly quarters is not your it's favorite cash. thing to do that. Week. It, it kills me because <laughs> everywhere I look at this. You're like, there's like gold, like dripping from the ceiling. You don't need you know? this. Yeah. What's this five dollars going to do? Well, and they're hyper vigilant about it. Like, there's oh. always some some lady sitting at that table collecting. Yeah, my five yeah. bucks. Yeah, and it just galls me. Yeah, dude. here's it, your it, stamp. You know, yeah, here's you know, your stamp. Sure, yeah, sure you here's it. your little thing. Yeah, and um, it fills me with white hot rage. But uh, I hate right. to end on that note. But we well, hey, you know it. what? Sometimes yeah. ending on a note of white hot rage is appropriate. So exactly. that's exactly how we're going to end this episode. Exactly, <laughs> Ted. It's been a pleasure talking with you, my friend. As always, as always, right? yeah. listeners. We thank you for who you are. All right, we do this for you. We do this because we love you. We appreciate your 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 interactions with us. If you want to interact with us, you know where you can go. You can head to on head over to all the socials. We are at Cluckcast on all of them. Nice and simple. We appreciate you guys listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Cluck later. <laughs> <laughs>